Every single famous person you know, accomplished person, successful person, has gone through the exact same pendulum that you need to go through. They might go through it a little quicker, a little faster. They may disrupt some roadblocks sooner than you did, but we all go through it. So lose the anxiety, lose the self-doubt, and really turn it into a process to focus on what you need to do to get to where you want to be. We're going to talk about that right now. It's time for the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stress, and I know whether you're starting a small business, you're a solopreneur, or a leader in a large company, you need to collaborate with people. I want to help you make those collaborations fulfilling, productive, and as profitable as possible. So every Monday morning, we'll drop a new podcast episode to do just that. So let's get into today's discussion. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast all across America and around the world. Welcome back. Hope you had a great week last week. And we are talking about the success pendulum that everybody goes through no matter who they are, how successful they are, whether they're uber rich, whether they just have good job promotions, whatever that is, whatever you're trying to accomplish, there's four levels you're going to go through before you get to the end level of being just that person that does it, that is not known for that, that is successful, what you would say is a success story that we all go through. And some people get through it quicker than others. Some people, and really most people, allow self-doubt and anxiety hold them back, or they don't think that they're never going to make it, or why them? Who are they to be that person to move forward? And you may be asking yourself that question right now. Who are you to do that? There are other people in that space that you want to be in, and you're you just see the end result of what they are, not what they went through to get there. And quite honestly, so many people think it's just luck that they just got lucky or discovered and they don't see the point of, no, they had to produce some things. So when opportunities arose, they got to influence that and take advantage of that. So the real big question starts becoming is how committed are you? And I mean, seriously, how committed are you to really moving forward, to, to play the long game, to say, this isn't going to happen in a year. This is going to happen in five years or 10 years. If you just got started, what would that look like over a long period of time? So you have to understand what that commitment is, especially, and this is true starting a career at the beginning maybe you've changed careers or you're trying to do something completely new or do something as crazy as becoming a famous actor or performer or something on social media. It doesn't really matter. It's the same pendulum for everybody in order to get started because so much of that holds us back. So whether you are working for a large company that has a lot of, of in-house opportunity, promotions from within, and you can come up through the ranks, whether you are gonna be an entrepreneur and you know, just create something out of nothing and get started, it doesn't really matter. It's the same for everybody. And these four levels you have to go through. And if you, the sooner you can look at how is this a process? How can I turn this into, 
everybody goes through it. Everybody started from nothing. And I know I say this a lot. The 19th president, Rutherford B. Hayes, is every expert was once a beginner. It's 100% true, 100%. But yet we sit there and say, oh, I'll never get to that point. Well, you look at somebody who's really that success story. Well, yeah, you're not there yet. You're just not, and it's okay. But they all went through kind of the same process. So you have to get real about long-term success. That's exactly what it is. For me personally, being 51 weighs on my mind sometimes is what does the next 10 years look like? In other words, what kind of things do I want to be doing? Do I have the ability to do them? Do I have the opportunity to do them of the things that the way I want to work? And you got to think about that for you, the way you want to work, the type of work you want to be doing. You aren't going to be able to just jump onto something and a month later be doing it. So you have to think long-term success. Because honestly, if you thought five, where you were five years ago, what were you doing five years ago, 10 years ago? It, it, it sounds like a long time, but when you think backward, it doesn't feel like a long time. It's almost like the cliche. It feels like yesterday, especially when you had something very successful, even if it was very, it was a big failure and it, it, the feeling stuck with you. It feels like yesterday. And But what if you had gotten started on something and five years from now, you're in a completely different place. If you're following social media influencers, Gary Vaynerchuk is all over the place. That guy does so much stuff. I'm not even sure what he does. He's everywhere. But he did his own video and content and things online by himself for seven years before somebody, or by somebody, I mean people watching, actually took notice of him. Seven years. If I told you today, hey, you need to start doing this and we'll see, we'll come back in seven years and see what it looks like. How committed would you actually be? So that's the big question is, do you really want to go where you say you want to go? Are you really that committed? Are you willing to give in order to get what you want? That's always the question. The very first question before you even get started is what are you willing to give to get what you want? Are you willing to sacrifice time on nights and weekends? And when you could be out with your friends, you're doing something related to what you want to do instead. Instead of getting that that instant gratification, you're getting delayed gratification of what you're doing. And it's funny, you ever notice it's the same principle with money. It's the same principle with your time that that always works because it's very hard to see 10 years from now. It's easy to say, well, who knows what's going to happen? Or, you you know what? Life's really not that bad right now for a lot of people. Their income's pretty good. Their job's pretty good. Why do something? Why sacrifice? Why do anything? But without a compass, every direction looks good. You settle. You don't, you you know you have this ingrained thing in you that you could be something else, something different, but you don't do it. You know, you think of, you think of the five dogs. Everybody should have five dogs. And that is disciplines of growth success. And you think about mindset first, because that's the most important, even though that's the fourth dog, but we're going to get into some of those a little bit later. But without that mindset to set you up, you aren't going to move in a direction. You're going to settle. So there's four levels that everybody goes through. And sometimes they go through them really quick. Sometimes you go through one of the levels really quick and sometimes it just holds you back, but everybody goes through it. So let's talk about the first one. So the first level is called the upstart. You're an upstart. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody's ever heard of you. Nobody knows you could do whatever it is you do. Um, you're, you're an upstart. You're, you're, you're a disruptor. You know, who are you to show up? This is where you think, oh, somebody just got lucky and just stumbled into success. And it's not true. Or we think of nepotism, which is actually rare. I know a lot of us, you may work for a company where grandson is now the vice president or whatever. But on the grand scale, that's extremely rare. It really is. So you can't even hang your head on that. We have to earn it. And you, you look at luck 
luck. Like the old saying t goes, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And that is from Seneca, which is hundreds of years old, a Roman philosopher. But that is so true. Um, for example, if you, you think about luck meaning meets opportunity, if you have a skill set and you run into somebody in that same genre, but is much further along than you, but all of a sudden likes what you have to offer because they've seen the hard work you've, you've been doing on your own. And they say, man, there's something here with this person. I can develop them. Well, that is when preparation meets opportunity. Now, by the same token, if you meet somebody outside of your skill set, like for example, let's say you meet a famous entertainer and have a fantastic conversation. It doesn't mean you're going to be singing a duet on their next album because you don't have that talent. So you got to think of, you got to start the preparation part because it will be a year or two or three down the road that you've been doing that. And then all of a sudden you start to run into somebody with some more influence than you and they see what you've been doing. And then you can truly say, Hey, I've been preparing. Now here's this opportunity because if you don't and you just have the opportunity, well, that's great. You might have a cup of coffee and have a nice conversation, but it's not going to go any further than that because you don't have any preparation to go behind it. I mean, no one starts on top. Everybody begins at the beginning. Think of a, an actor that's been around forever and they're on some talk show and they've been in the acting business 20, 30 years. And then they show some old clip of them 20, 30 years ago and they, it looks ridiculous. Their acting chops aren't very good. And they, 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 even they laugh about it and they cringe. But I guarantee you at the time, they were telling everybody and their grandmother, wow, look at this, look at this, look at this. Look at me, I'm on television or whatever. And, and now they would, would be caught dead doing that because they develop. But in the beginning, they weren't anybody. So they have to do that. But every well person you know today was nobody at some point. So the first step is always the hardest. So when we equate this to a business setting, right? The very, the hardest promotion you're ever going to have is the first level of leadership, like official leadership. You may be running around an office and kind of in control of something or helping lead a team, like as a team leader. But when you are in that really first level of leadership, you have the ability to write somebody up. You have ability to write their evaluation, to give them a raise, all of those things. It's true. It's it's real. That's always the hardest because you, you that's a whole nother skill set that leadership is. And depending on how you've been prepped and, and developed, and most of us aren't before we get there, that's the hardest change. Well, it's the same thing when you start something completely brand new. If you are following a dream is you you don't know what what's out there. You don't know what to expect. You don't know how it's going to go. And the very first setback a lot of times can hold you back. And what you really got to do is change the view of imposter syndrome. Everybody has it, says it. I hate the term. I'm tired of hearing it. The imposter syndrome, you got to turn into a process because everybody says imposter syndrome, but they all go through it. Every single person. And again, some go through it quicker. Some don't care. Some just say F it and I'm doing it. Other people, the anxiety holds them back. But if you turn it into a process, you turn it into a curiosity of what can I really accomplish? You could really get through the imposter syndrome quickly because everybody's been there. Remember, it takes stages to get on stages. You're not going to get on the big stage. You know, I've seen plays done here in Nashville at the Performing Arts Center that were fantastic, but then our family has seen them on Broadway and they're just a whole nother level. And that actor who's a very good actor here in Nashville or the actors do a very good job, but they're not ready for Broadway. And it's just a different level. And when we talk about turning imposter syndrome into a process, like really mentally saying to yourself, okay, I'm not this person yet. I'm at the beginning. I don't know what I need to know. All that stuff. This is where the non-committed stop. They quit. They give up because they go out, try one thing and, and they're done. You know, Jim Carrey, one of the most famous 
famous comedians on the planet was literally booed off stage his very first time out. And for most of us, that would be so traumatic, we'd never step on stage again. But he did. So you got to be curious. You got to curiously inspire yourself. You got to be purposeful with your focus. Don't turn learning into an excuse. And I says, well, wait a second. Shouldn't we learn? Well, of course you should learn, but don't turn it into an excuse where you're just constantly learning. It's almost like analysis paralysis when you're trying to figure something out. I want more data. I want more data. I want more data. Just start doing things. Put stuff out there that you just want to see what works, like what, like what really works, not like, oh, I'm a failure. It didn't work. But hey, just, just hey, this didn't work. Try something else. Because as you go through that process in the upstart phase and you start getting past the anxiety and the doubt and just turn into a process, little by little, you go to the second level and that's just simply called winning. Now, it just means you're starting to win. It doesn't mean you have won. Like I won something, I'm done, I did it, it's over. So this is where you're really just turning the first corner. You're finding little pieces of success, not complete success. You're just starting to win some things. So this is what helps you determine what does winning actually look like? So when you set out to do whatever it is you're gonna do, whether you're gonna grow your career or be an entrepreneur or do something completely different, whatever it is, you went through the upstart phase, now you're starting to get some traction. You can really kind of define what does winning look like? like for you? Is the winning for you or someone else or the team? It kind of just depends on what you're doing. So if you're a new leader or a higher level leader than what you were, then what success really looks like is what is the team success, not just you. Or if you're going to be a performer, if you are going to do what I'm doing, doing this podcast, then the success is just what what's happening for me, what what's working for me, what's not working for me, not getting down about it or offended or, or, or sad if something doesn't work, but learning from it and saying, okay, well, I tried this, but it just didn't work. Let's try something new. Let's let's learn some more, but then put it into action. Don't just stay in the learning phase. So the winning starts to get defined by what is starting to work. So this becomes the confidence builder. At first, you just thought you could do it, but then you start doing some of it and it's actually happening. It's starting to get traction. Things are starting to work and that's a confidence builder. So like of the five dogs, so the disciplines of growth, success. And why do I say growth and success? Because you can grow in an area, just like I was talking about learning, you can learn something and not apply it and not take action. Well, well, growth works the same way, but success is different. So in other words, you could grow in something but not utilize it and you don't really have a success from it. You just know more. So growth is new knowledge and success is actually using it. So in this case of the five dogs, dog one and dog three, strength and technique. So strength, building your ability to move something or influence others. So if you're doing something solo on your own, how much can you move? So once you start figuring out what your, your success measurements are, how much can you move them? Now, if you're talking about becoming a leader of a group or a higher level leader, then we're talking about in the strength zone, how much can you influence others? What is your strength to get other people to do what it is you want them to do? And dog number three, technique is what you're learning, the how. What did you learn from it so you can change what you're doing to consistently start doing what works? That's the technique part. So you, you don't want to be a, a one hit wonder. And I'm not going to list a bunch of one hit wonders from the 80s and 90s because I don't want you 
to have any of that weird stuff stuck in your head all afternoon. I want you to pay attention to what I'm saying, but you can't just do it once. It just worked one time. Or like I said, it takes stages to get on stages. Well, what got you on the smaller stage, you can't use to get on the bigger stage. You learn from it. You you create some success, but then you say to yourself, okay, well, how do I add to that? And ask yourself, well, if you did it once, well, why can't it be done again? Because if you can't say that, what did you really learn? Look at it this way. Did you learn how to do a thousand things or did you learn how to do it great once and then repeat it 999 times? That's a distinct difference of just getting a lot done over and over and over. So you think about you learn how to do something and you just start churning out a bunch of stuff. And before you know it, you are phoning it in. You are just going through the motions. Or did you really learn how to do something amazing and now you can learn how to repeat that top level performance. That is a completely different thing. And that is what's necessary to move to the next level. And that next level is becoming a champion. I mean, think of the Olympics. Think of, for example, in the sport of wrestling, which which has been a part of my life my entire life. It's so interesting when you look at it on the Olympic level of a lifetime of achievement, right? And every athlete, pick your sport. It doesn't really matter. But the reason I'm, I'm singling out wrestling is because of all the different kind of moves you can do to take somebody down or throw them or whatever and you compare what you're seeing in the olympics the 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 very top level the ultimate goal of anybody in that sport who said they want to achieve the absolute ultimate it is the olympic gold medal but yet you watch them try to take the other wrestler down and and when i say basic i don't mean they're just basic i mean it is a basic single leg takedown that most of them do but yet you can go watch high school and middle school middle school wrestling and you see all these weird throws and 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 like really theatrical type of holds and everything. And it looks cool and it does work at that level. But then they go back to the basics because they've learned how to perfect a simple thing and repeat it over and over and over rather than doing the fancy high flying moves. So when you think of you only win once versus how do you repeat that? So as you're really mastering that, that starts getting you to a champion level, meaning the winning is very consistent. There, there you, you are you are coming to the top of whatever area you're working in, or if you're building something brand new, you are really winning on a, on a very consistent basis. So of the five disciplines of growth, this is where where conditioning and mindset. So these two dogs of conditioning and mindset really come into play. And conditioning in, in an athletic sense is obviously how, how's your cardio? How far can you run? But in, in our world, in the business world, in, in creating something, conditioning is how long can you go for without burning out, without your mind burning out? Because conditioning is the act of doing it. The mindset is what allows you to keep doing it. And again, one of my high school coaches told me the mind always quits before the body. So technically, if you're mentally tough enough, you should pass out before you give up. Not good advice, not healthy. Don't do it. I'm just saying it's a point and it's a good point. But first we need to understand it's really behaviors and daily decisions and not just you simply because you showed up. So as you're winning consistently, you can't, and this is the hardest part, this is the winning level is, this is where people lose it at this level, is they start having some success, they figure it out, they, they start at the upstart, and then they start winning here and there, and they figure out how to win, and they get to this championship level, and they're looking in the mirror at just them, and saying, I'm a champion, I'm a winner. And you are, but don't lose sight of what got you there, that the behaviors you did, what you learned, 
the decisions you made each and every day that got you the winning, that's what works. Not the simple fact that you exist or you've accomplished a certain thing. Let's say you published a book and it did really well or pretty well. And you can say, well, I'm a, I'm a published author. I've done that well. Well, for that book you have, well, now what? Now what are you going to do? You can't just hang your hat on that or just say, oh, I'm so-and-so, so therefore it is. Try that at work. See how far you get with your team as a leader. Like every time you talk about trying to develop them, you say, well, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt and I know what I'm talking about. And you know, I have all this experience. You will destroy your team doing that because you've drifted away from the behaviors and decisions every single day you need to do to make that success happen. So once you understand that, how do you guard against distractions? Because ironically, winning is a distraction. You have to move on from winning just like you move on from failures. You can't stay there. So how do you do that? You know, Don't have reverse imposter syndrome where you think you can't fail because of what you've accomplished in the past. Or, or we've all heard the story of, of famous people with a chip on their shoulder walking into some place saying, do you know who I am? Well, what difference does that make? You're just another person that walked in the room. It, so you can't get wrapped up in that. Conditioning your mindset is really about changing your expectations to the new level. The expectations. Now that you're the championship level, you have an expectation that you can do it and other people have the expectation that you should do it, right? So how do you keep that? You can't lose sight of what got you there because you don't unlearn winning skills. You just stop doing them. I mean, let me let me say that again. You don't unlearn winning skills. You don't unlearn it. You just simply stop doing it. You phone it in. You fake it. You don't think it's important. You think you can shoot from the hip. You, you forget what you need to do each and every day that got you there. The skill is there. So because you can't unlearn winning skills, the skill is there. Any championship is now won in the mindset. So you think about like you're getting ready to compete. And I know I keep using athletic analogies, but they're just easy to understand. But let's say you're getting ready for the competition and it's one, it's it's two, three days from right now. You are not going to get stronger in the gym and lift. Your, your bench press is not going to go up. You're not going to run further faster in those two or three days. You, you by then had to have done the strength and the conditioning and the technique. You've learned those things. Now it's all about mindset. That's what keeps you in the championship round is is you have the skills already, but it's the mindset that keeps you there. You have built your brand where others expect you to win. And they're actually shocked when you don't because that's the expectation you've set for yourself and the expectation you've laid on others because they've seen you win. And when it doesn't happen, they're actually shocked. And the only difference is, is it because you stopped that you didn't perform because you just thought you were too good. So once you've really analyzed that, understood it, put it into action, that it isn't really a about just who you are. It's about what you actually do. And you don't lose sight of what got you to where you need to be. You didn't lose your curiosity. You didn't lose your drive to understand new things. And that championship level now becomes consistent, that's when you become the standard, the fourth level. So you're thinking, okay, championship level, standard level sounds the same, but here's the difference between the champion level and the standard level. It is who you are without anybody even thinking about it. So you can think of anything you want, famous sports team, uh, an actor or actress. When you think of top level actress, Meryl Streep is the name, right? Or you think in business, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, billionaires. It, 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 there's not just because they're popular, it's because of 
what they've actually accomplished. Like they're the standard of whatever area you're talking about. You can pop a name into your head easily. So who in that circle is your automatic thought? You know, not just as the success of it, but who do you seek and look to for advice, for guidance? You're like, well, wait a second. Those people you just named, I can't just call them up on the phone. Well, holy cow, just get on the internet. Everything's free. How many videos can you watch and just listen to them talk and learn from them and understand what they went through? And a lot of times they'll tell you about their failures if they have them and they all have them at some point. And But you can learn from them and you think the standard, it just pops into your head. When you think of what really happens when you get to the end of this success pendulum, something changes where somebody um, like, for example, George Strait, famous country singer, when he started and he started getting a little traction, he said, I simply want for himself, he goes, I want to be known as country music. Like you think George Strait and you think country music. But here's what really happened. He was so successful, um, had more number one hits than I think any country artist in history. Well, now it's the opposite. When you think the name George Strait, you think country music, right? But the opposite is if you're ever thinking about country music, one of the first names that pops in your head is George Strait because he's the standard of that area. And that's what you think about. You think about the area now, and then the person, not the person in the area. That's how you know, wow, that person is the standard. So when you think about social media influencing, who do you think of? Gary Vee, right? Exactly. And there's some others that are that are gaining a lot of traction that are getting well known for that. And that's what's going to happen to them is their standard is going to change that they're not that person wants to be thought of in that area, but you think of that area and you automatically think of the person. Motivational speaking, self-development, Tony Robbins, right? And the list can go on and on and on. So to be the standard, you have to constantly keep the other levels intact, hence the standard. This is why it's so important to understand these levels because if you don't remember what you went through to get to this level, you will regress. And the only way to be known as the standard is the fifth and final dog, the final discipline of growth success, which is community. Because you can be the smartest, most effective person at anything, but if you aren't involved in community, how you connect with others, what groups you're involved with, how do you move people, none of that really matters. It doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't matter what you're good at if you're not influencing others, sharing with others, leading others down that path. Community has to, community is what brings it all together that makes things happen, that, that drives you if you become that standard. Because if you never forget, becoming the standard meant the quality you put into it, what you learned, what worked, what didn't work, all those things. If you don't look at it from the community standpoint of how do you interact with everybody, you're never going to keep that. You're never going to keep those standards of what it took for you to get to where you are, the daily behaviors and decisions. So the question then becomes, how do you not rest on accomplishments? How do you not rest no matter how uber famous you get? What is there left to prove? That sort of thing is you got to always be curious. Every single accomplishment, every single accomplished person has gone through this same pendulum. They've all started the beginning and became an upstart and learned how to win, learned what worked and what didn't work. And then they started winning consistently and kept that and learned from that. And okay, well, what's the next level? Learn from that and be, it never went back. They, you don't, like I said, you don't unlearn these skills. You just stop doing them. So you just continue to grow and be curious and be amazed at what you're able to do. Not full of yourself, not patting yourself on the back constantly or again saying, well, do you have any idea who I am? None of that stuff. Just be totally in 
into can I the can I do it? Just the curiosity of it. Can I pull this off and never forget what you learned? And I mean, imagine the progress you can make when you do it on purpose with purpose. And that is the success pendulum. Thank you so much for joining me for another show. Please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues and start up your own discussions on the topic of the show. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. And check out the links in the show notes and give us a rating so we know how we're doing and five stars would be pretty sweet. So until next week, remember, you know you have to get work done with other people, but how you get done work with other people is entirely up to you.